Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Soft Life Baddies. So last week was all about growing your online community, your in real life community, and staying in your lane. And a lot of you really, really resonated with this because I think there's a collective of creatives and young business owners and entrepreneurs who are, we're all on this journey together, right? We're not alone in trying to figure out our paths. So a lot of you resonated with some of the topics that we covered. And if you missed that episode, in that episode, you'll be able to learn how to discover and understand your niche as a brand in a community. You'll also learn how to move beyond surface level connections in your network and your social orbit. And you'll also learn how to deal with comparison and imposter syndrome as a creative. So if that sounds like up your alley, definitely check out that episode, which of course is here and on all of our social media channels. I am so excited to share this week's guest, Kayla Walker, also known digitally or better known as the iconic K. You may have come across her beautifully captured videos and photos on social media or seen her pop up on your Pinterest while searching for inspiration of your own. Kay is a digital storyteller, creative, and slow life enthusiast who inspires people to take care of themselves through creating meaningful experiences daily. Kay shares her art of documentation by intentionally slowing down, developing new routines, and highlighting the often overlooked, unnoticed little moments in everyday life. Through her lens, she captures gorgeous moments of travel and discovery while prioritizing self-care and her mental health along the way. Let's welcome Kay to The Soft Life. So I'm Kay, and I like to say that I'm a lot of things, Um, a storyteller, a creative, um, a slow life enthusiast, um, lover of travel, self-care, and self-discovery, really. So um, I create content at The Iconic Kay, and my intention there is really to inspire people to take care of themselves. So whether that's travel, whether that's staycations, whether that's slowing down in the morning, whether that's developing new routines, like whatever that looks like for them, I'm just trying to inspire people to embrace that. We love it. We love it. And can you tell us where you are right now? Yeah, so I'm based in LA, but currently I'm in the beautiful Puerto Escondido, Mexico. Um, I've been here for about a month. I'll be traveling around Mexico for another month, just taking it all in. Love it. We love it. Well, thank you for joining us and thank you for being here. We're so excited to talk to you. And I started following you years ago. I want to say like almost like three years ago now. And I love everything that you share. I'm also very aware that like what you share 
are just snippets of your life. It's not your actual life. And I think it's important to remember that as we like continue having discussions with people who are digital creators or content creators that, you know, they're letting us into a window of their life. But what you do share is absolutely beautiful and gorgeous and it's inspiring. So very excited to talk to you. And I would love to know what some of the defining moments of your upbringing were. Wow, that's such an interesting question. So I always tell people this one. Um, I work in advertising. I'm like a very visual person and I'm like a deep thinker, like which is good and bad. Um, so I remember, I'll never forget, I was in, I think Kroger, which is a grocery store from where I'm from in Mississippi with my dad. And we were in the cereal aisle, the cereal aisle. And I was like, dad, why are all the good cereals like near the bottom? I was probably like nine years old. Like, why are all the good cereals at the bottom and the bad cereal cereals are at the top? And he was like, it's intentionally designed that way so that people like you grab the good cereals <laughs> and put them in the cart. And after that, I was just always like, wow, that's really cool. Like there's like design, there's like human thinking and it's just all that together just made me ridiculously curious so I've always been like a curious kid um so that's definitely a big defining moment for me and then another I would say um is deciding where I would go to college so <laughs> it's funny because as a Virgo I had my life planned out so I knew I was going <laughs> to Ole Miss <laughs> I knew I'd be going to Ole Miss uh, aka the University of Mississippi um but like once I got there that just literally changed my whole perspective on life. And I just knew like, I got to explore, like I got to explore the world. Love that. So you were, it sounds like since you were a kid, you were really observant of your surroundings and you are, were already thinking about the meaning behind certain things that most people probably would have just ignored or went unnoticed. However, you were still paying attention to those things, even as a kid, which is very it's very heartwarming how it's like those parts of us are still there even though we're yeah. at a big age it's it's like there's still that inner child in you that's always mm -hmm. going to be curious um but on that note how did you get started as a content creator specifically yeah so after graduating college it's funny because i obviously in my senior year i was freaking out on what was next and I got into this internship program that essentially was like a draft. So once you get in, you can be drafted to any agency in the network <clears throat> across the country. So I was essentially drafted to this agency working in San Francisco, where I had a um, like a month or summer long internship. And so when I got out there, I just was like documenting my life. Like I was just, I was like working, my work view was like the Golden Gate Bridge, which was epic. Um, so I would just capture things and I kind of fell in love with videography, photography, just the art of documentation. I had like, I had like always been obsessed with, um, with like writing. So kind of coupling my writing skills with my videography and like, photography I just started creating and people started like following along and I feel like that was when where you were sharing your you know your ideas and your visual inspirations I feel like that 
it was during this almost like a renaissance of mm-hmm. black women sharing and I can name so many black women honestly at the top of my head but there's so many black women who started really starting to express themselves visually and using pictures and videos and a combination of the two to really tell a story um so I definitely think of you as part of that that movement of self-expression um and I think it's really beautiful to be able to tie in not only your your creative journey and your professional journey, but also it impacts how we take care of ourselves. And I know that you are a self-care enthusiast and a slow living enthusiast, but what was the beginning of your wellness journey actually like? Like when did you start intentionally saying to yourself, I want to take wellness to a different level? Yeah. Um, It was definitely when I realized that I was depressed. Like, I didn't really know what depression was. Um, So in my family, I have someone really close to me that deals with bipolar disorder. Um, So I've always, like, grown up in kind of an unstable sometimes environment. Um, But I didn't really know how to name it. Like, I didn't know what the names of the things were. Um, But after living in San Francisco for a bit, um, I realized I was depressed. Um, And this was, like, right around... Uh, the beginning of the pandemic. I'm sure I was depressed before that, but at the beginning of the pandemic, I was just very lonely. And I was just like, how do I fix myself? Because I was getting tired of being like down because I was like, this isn't me. Um, So what I did was at first I just started reading. So I read the seven spiritual laws of success And it honestly changed my life. Like it taught me about self versus ego. So like things that you can control versus things that you can't control. And it really just blew my mind. Um, And that's when I was like, okay, I have to start taking the things that I can control very seriously. So that's when I started leaning into how do I um, take care of myself all the time? Like (laughs) full stop. How do I take care of myself? Yes, I love that book. I also feel like that book really opened me up to, you know, not just focusing on your professional life or your career goals, but also how do you take care of yourself and your mental health and your spiritual health too, along the Mm way. Um, And I think a lot of us at this age of, you know, our late twenties, early thirties and beyond, we have a moment where we're like, okay, I've been focusing so much on my career. I've been focusing so much on my career goals and my professional, you know, what's next for me, but how do I feel inside? And I, I'm, I'm really grateful to see a lot of women, especially black women that are starting to take a step back from that and really evaluate, okay, what, what do I want my, my soul to feel like, you know? So I would also love to know, I feel like you have made a very intentional choice to choose the life that you're living now. And I mean, I say that because sis packed up and moved to Mexico (laughs) and is here for, you know, for some time. So that's not something that you can do, Mm -hmm. um, you know, on a whim for, I feel like a lot of people, how did you decide that this was the life that you wanted that you have right now? Yeah, so kind of what I mentioned earlier about self-discovery, that was like the first step in really figuring out like who I am and what I want to be. And like therapy helped out with that. Um, But I definitely think that um, just like, it's so weird to say it, but literally the first step is literally just deciding because once you decide this is what I want, 
then you can figure out, okay, what are the steps? Like, what do I have to do to be able to get there? And it changes like all the time. Like what I want changes and that's fine. <laughs> but like, I really try to lean into just like, what am I feeling? What do I want right now? And for me, like one of the biggest action steps was getting a fully remote role because I was like, originally my dream was to quit my job, like have money saved up and be able to travel. But once the pandemic hit and I started working remotely in May, I was like, okay, like maybe there's another way to do this. And I could just essentially be able to work from anywhere. So when my company decided that they were going back into office, I was like, well, this isn't for me. Like, this is fun. Love it here. But I'm being pulled in a different direction. So that's when I started looking for other roles. And it's a bit easier in my industry working in advertising um, than it might be in some other industries. But just deciding, like, I'm going to look for another job and it's going to be fully remote and then finding it that like really changed everything for me. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that 100%. I I also work remotely and mm-hmm. I think it has made such an impact on my quality of life. Oh, yes. So living in New York City, like stress, like getting on the train, stress, <laughs> on a bus, stress, it's stressful. So I'm like, you know, I, the minute I did start working fully remotely, I was like, wow, this is yes. my, I really did feel like a big difference in my um, stress level overall, but like my quality of life improved so much just by having that freedom and having the freedom to like start my day slower and not yeah. have to like fight my way on the subway. Yes. <laughs> I'm, and you, you know, you and I both work full-time jobs, um, and we're both creatives as well. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges as well as, as well as the joys that come from having both of those worlds? Challenges would definitely be comparing myself to other full-time creators. Mm. I had to realize that I can't do that. Um, I can't compare myself to other creators because like they have a schedule that just looks very different from mine. Um, So understanding, sorry, can you hear this? Let me do this. Oh no, you're good. Okay. Yeah, so obviously comparing myself to others was a challenge, and I had to realize that that's just unfair and not (laughs) possible. Um, And then another challenge is just finding the balance between giving my energy to this other entity, so like this corporation that's paying my bills, versus um, what I'm passionate about and what I want to do. So there's always, and like I haven't figured it out, there's always me trying to find that balance. And I'm figuring out every day. Um, Some of the good parts, though, is definitely um, the skills that transfer over. So like learning presentation skills, people skills, how to work with teams. Like those are things that really help me on my content creation journey. And that will eventually help me as I flourish into like a businesswoman. So definitely the skills being transferable is super helpful. And I feel like a lot of creators can say that like whatever skills they learned, like through their job or in school, they're probably like applying it to their creative journey today. And it's like, you're supposed to never stop learning. Like life is one big like classroom. <laughs> so that's, that's also how I look at it. I couldn't agree more. I, I literally was saying that to my mom the other day. I was like, life is long and you never stop learning. You literally, yeah. every single day is an opportunity to grow in an area that you want to become an expert in one day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. For example, when I first started this podcast 
in April of this year, I had no idea what I was doing. I literally was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how this works. However, I knew that I really wanted to be good at it. I knew that one day I wanted to be really comfortable having interviews and conversation with people because that is how we that's how we enhance our collective consciousness. You know, Um, when people tune into a podcast or when they watch a video or they read a book, we are sharing, we're knowledge sharing. And that's how we, you know, get rid of stigma. That's how we get rid of biases. And I think if we give ourselves a little bit more credit for even trying and learn and, and not be afraid of the learning curve, you're gonna expand your mind to so much. And that's how our communities get better, yeah. and, you know? Um, that was so beautifully said. I love the way you put oh, that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, girl. Um, I know that you are a lover of travel and I would love to know how traveling has expanded your perspective on freedom, on luxury and of connection. Wow. Honestly, it's it's taught me so much about those things um, because I think one thing is seeing how other cultures live their life um, because I feel like American culture is very specific. <clears throat> it's specific in that it's like very fast, it's quick. Um, it's just very specific and sometimes that can be draining. <laughs> so going and experiencing other cultures and seeing how they live their life, um, even like when they have less resources, less means than we do as Americans, it's still like they have a level of freedom that we don't have. And yeah. for me, freedom is just very important. Um, also just seeing how other cultures like get together and have dinners. Um, and also like, especially Latinx culture, um, I'm really like, so inspired by it and I can relate to it a lot um with my culture as southern black mm-hmm. and just like the the feeling of togetherness and connection is really really important and just like traveling while black is a whole thing in itself um it's kind of like you don't really know what you're going to get um and sometimes that can be daunting but like just being able to have conversations with people from everywhere being embraced by people like that is just unmatched and it just also teaches me to open up myself um, and be more embraceful of new ideas new places new people and new things so yeah endlessly grateful for everything that travel has taught me (laughs) yes yeah I I think that you know traveling is one of those things that a lot of people do consider a luxury and it can be you know depending on how you want to travel but traveling doesn't always mean getting on a plane either Mm -hmm. traveling can literally be getting on the metro north and going to upstate for a day or you know taking a a a road trip Mm -hmm. or taking the bus somewhere it doesn't necessarily mean you need to get on a plane and leave the country so um, I love that you you know share both your local and your international travels because there's a lot to learn from all of those it's not just you know traveling does not look like one thing for one person um Mm -hmm. share that so beautifully And I, you know, getting back to kind of talking about our healing journeys, I know that you have been open about your mental health journey. And I would love to know what some of the books and albums um, are that have helped you and guided you along your healing journey. 
I love how you said books and albums because I'm such a music girl and I know that you probably know. <laughs> same, same here. Um, wow, yeah, music is really, really healing for me. Um, I grew up in a household. My parents are both older. They're like in their upper 60s. So I grew up in a household where we were listening to Al Green, the Osley Brothers, um, Jill Scott, Erica Baidu. Like I grew up listening to those things and kind of like, with me, I'm a Pisces moon, so I'm deeply emotional. Um, I connect music with emotions and I like music that makes me feel something. So like whether me being super sad, like Frank Ocean, that's my baby, like just anything that makes me feel something, I can relate to it and I can be in tune with it. So like for me, and then like, as I'm listening to something, it's like both the words that are making me feel something and like how the track sounds. Um, so that's just like, it could be very, very relaxing. Yeah. Um, so like for my day, I, like in a typical day, I'll start my day with music and then I'll also end my day with music. It kind of helped me, like helps me like wind down. Um, so that being said, like literally anything Frank Ocean, um, the miseducation of Lauren Hill is such a big one. Um, anything Jill Scott, uh, what else is relaxing? Um, Earth, Wind and Fire, like, um, so many. I love listening to like Graduation by Kanye West. It really just gets me going. Like it, I love music that like makes me feel something and that's like talking shit. So I love like Kanye things. Um, and then as far as books, like The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, it's huge for me. Um, I'm currently reading The Power of Now, which is about just like taking advantage of what's happening like right now and not worrying about the past, not worrying about the future. Um, and then I've also read, uh, what's it called? High Vibrations. Um, we'll pop it in or we'll have it in. The, <laughs> we'll all confirm. We'll have it in the description. But uh, it's by Layla. I can't think of her last oh, name. Oh, they're reading Higher Daily. Yes, I have reading Higher Daily. Yes. yes, by Layla. And I read that like a couple years ago during the pandemic. Okay. But just like the way that she uses her life experiences and story tells about what happened to her and how that put her on her spiritual journey. It's deeply relatable, so I highly recommend all of those. <laughs> yeah, I love that. She also has just such a gentle way of like speaking and relating, and it just makes you feel like okay, everything's gonna be okay. I love everything. You <laughs> um, I definitely want to read the Power of Now. That's been on my reading list for a while now. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a sign to read. Yeah. It. Um, but you know, I I talk a lot about um you know, Black women especially having to be strong all the time. And the reason why I named this podcast The Soft Life is because of that. It's because that Black women are expected to be strong, but not expected to be soft. And softness meaning being vulnerable, um, being able to ask for help, yeah. being, being given a life and resources that we deserve and that we have access to. So in terms of, you know, living in a world that expects you to be strong and all the time, what would you say, what are the, some of the unspoken truths about that, live, being a Black woman and, and living in a world that expects you to be strong and expects you to be resilient 24-7? It's funny because I have this conversation sometimes with my mom. Um, she's very much like, I'm strong, like it's okay, and you're strong, it's okay. So I'm almost like, <laughs> I'm almost like 
faced with it like often it's really funny like the the kind of disconnect and always being like actually mom like it's okay to cry like it's okay to not be strong like we shouldn't have to make ourselves strong um and it's like almost crippling is what I tell her so um I definitely think some unspoken truths are that it's impossible to be strong all the time and honestly it's not really fun I don't want to be strong like I want to be soft I want to live my best life I want to be protected I want to be like taken care of and not in a sense of like money or you know like superficial or material things just in a sense of like I can lay my head down at night and know that everything's going to be okay even if I had a bad day I can wake up the next morning and feel like life's going to move on and that is like the utmost importance to me and I feel like that's kind of how you define and how you embrace softness is like that stability and understanding that things will be okay. And also it's important to also surround yourself with people who also think that way, because those are the people that are, will uphold you and uplift you and understand when you're not able to be strong. Mm -hmm. I love that. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, we all have different definitions of softness, but I think one common thread is giving yourself grace, giving yourself mm -hmm. compassion, and then also yeah. creating a community where you can rely on other people if you do fall, you know, even Absolutely. if you do. Have mm -hmm. Speaking of community, I would also love to know how you have gone about building new friends or new connections as you travel. I think that's sometimes people um, are afraid that if they travel alone, especially if they do solo travel, that they're just not going to know anybody and they're going to just yeah. be by themselves all the time. So I'd love to know any experiences you've had where you've, you know, been able to connect with people and, and just deepen that connection um, everywhere you go. It's funny because when I first moved to San Francisco, I was completely alone. Like the only people I knew were my coworkers. Um, so I got very used to going to like bars by myself. Uh, I went to like a SZA concert for my birthday by myself. Um, and then just like being able to start having, just having conversations with someone. So like realizing something common or even just like saying hi. And that experience in San Francisco really helped me be able to do that anywhere. So like, um, I was recently at this uh, resort where they had like a family style dinner. And I was the only one there that didn't really speak Spanish because um, we're in Mexico. And so it's interesting because like I just sat down and I, I, I was like obviously by myself with a bunch of couples. And the guy beside me just started engaging me in conversation. Like usually when people see you alone, like good people, especially like again, a Latinx culture, Black culture, we tend to be so focused on community. So um, yeah, just like not being afraid to have conversations with people. Like you don't have to tell them your life story or tell them your business or even tell them that you're solo. Um, it's just like being able to engage in conversation, like find common nuances. Um, and he didn't speak much English, but like he was able to engage me. We found some things in common. And then like someone finally arrived that did speak English and he was like super receptive to like translating things and really engaging me in conversation. So it's definitely there. Like once you solo travel, you go somewhere different. You can like literally practice by going to dinner by yourself and sitting at a bar. Um, people are typically like warm and inviting. And I appreciate that about the human race. <laughs> yes. 
I love that. I think that, you know, like when you travel, you realize like there is actually a lot of good people in this world. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. know that this world makes us want to not ever leave our home and just stay in the internet. <laughs> no, not coming out. Y'all are crazy, which, you know, there are some crazy people out here, but <laughs> I think traveling, every time I've traveled, I've also found an enormous amount of kindness yeah. and grace and compassion. Um, I felt the same experience when I was in Tulum. I went with, I went to Tulum in um, actually August and with my partner and he and I just felt so much love and compassion yeah. from um, the host of our like hotel and mm-hmm. It's like they they just went above and beyond to make sure that we had a good time there. And I was kind of sad when we were leaving. I was like, no, I don't want to leave our friends. Like everybody was so sweet. But I really think traveling shows you that there are good people and there are Mm -hmm. people that, you know, want you to have the best experience possible. And when you do find that, it encourages you to find it elsewhere too. Um, So we get that travel, but you're like, okay, where to next? Like, let's see, let's explore. Um, but speaking of that, I feel like, you know, some of us have had representations of black women in our lives who live a life of slowness or live a life of ease or live a life of softness. Do you have any people in your life or people that you look up to, um, whether it's a celebrity or somebody that you admire creator that represents that lifestyle that you appreciate? The first person that came to mind was Tracy Ellis Ross. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I had a feeling because she came to mind. It's, it's funny because I just really love, like, she's a lot more bubbly and seemingly extroverted than I am, but I love how she just kind of, like, does what she wants to do. Like, she embraces life, um, and she's single. She's, like, she doesn't have people in her business, in her romantic business, she just lives her life. And I really, really appreciate it, especially as like an older black woman. I feel like um, one of my aunts who I miss all the time, she like grew up, she never had kids. She like had a couple of <laughs> marriages, but she just like was focused on herself her whole life. And I just think that that's pretty cool. Um, also who comes to mind is like Elaine Wilderbrough. Um, mm-hmm. I probably said her yeah. last night so wrong, but I really admire her and how she both like how she shows her life on the internet. So she's like recently married. She recently became a mom and she talks about like slowing down and like, she's also created this career for herself. That's very untraditional. Um, And I love that because I feel like as my career and my life starts to blend, um, I want to both set boundaries, but I also want to make it mine. Like I want to make sure that what I'm doing career rise and in my lifestyle is like, complimenting each other and I love the way she does that um a couple of other creators I just love to follow on social and who like make me feel good seeing their content would be like the big styles adore her I actually met her in person at an event in Vegas and had such a good time um Skylar Marche of course she's just like amazing at how she communicates things visually so the girls are doing it I love that. And I think, you know, you had a combination of, of women who are a lot older than us and then women who yeah. are too. And it just shows that we are literally creating a movement of yeah. changing how we show up in this world, how we take up space. And I love to see this and I'm just giving everybody their flowers too, because we need more of that. I love mm-hmm. seeing black women live, you know, unapologetically. Yes. Um, absolutely. 
Um, okay, so we are going to go right into our rapid fire session. Okay. So your responses are, there's no wrong answers. And it's just the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So first question I have to ask, obviously, what is your favorite vacation spot that you've ever gone to? Favorite vacation spot ever is probably going to be Changu, Bali. Oh, Okay. Okay. Bali. Um, okay. Second question. What is a place that you'll travel to within the next year? Within the next year, I'm dying to go to Brazil. Yes. Yes. Brazil, Brazil. Y'all will see Kay very soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Insecure or girlfriends? Ooh, uh, that's so hard. <laughs> They're both in LA too. I can't even pull the LA card. Um, I'm going to have to go with nostalgia on this one. Girlfriends, just, just amazing show. <laughs> I mean, girlfriends walk so insecure could run. Exactly. That, well, um, next question, long form or sh short form content? Hmm, that's interesting because I've like dabbled with the thought of like making short films or movies um uh, I'm gonna go with short form for this one just because that's what people love right now but I do see a world where that maybe changes yes I think social media is constantly changing so mm -hmm. we'll just keep our eyes in our minds open um exactly. and question massages or mani-pedi massage I am a, I'm a physical touch girl, like through and through. Obviously, Mandy Petties are also, but like, I feel like being at the nail shop is labor for me. Like just sitting there and waiting for it to get done. I would rather just be laid out with some music playing and literally meditating and having my muscles and my, like my body rubbed on, yes, but like having the blood circulating and I know I'm going to feel great after. I love that. Also, I really don't know why Manny, like Manny's and Petties just feel like, like it's so much effort yeah and it's so much time taking out of your day so much like, time is literally a chore and I want to cross this off my list so that I look okay but exactly it's commitment I feel you I feel you <laughs> well okay thank you so much for chatting with us and sharing so many gems about you know, softness and your, what your travels have taught you and also how you've been practicing grace on your healing journey. I would love to know where people can find you. If you can share your socials. I also know you have a newsletter, so feel free to plug in all of that for us so we can stay in touch with you. Yeah. So you can find me on everything, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at the iconic K that's T-H-E-I-K-O-N-I-C-K-A-Y. Um, I do have a newsletter where I'll be showing a little bit more into the behind the scenes of things um, that I share on Instagram. So that includes like links and resources to my favorite places in the world, um, Airbnbs, um, even like things that are really filling my cup. So like podcasts, books. Um, and yeah, I am a huge fan of yours, huge fan of Sadie Baddies. I've been a fan for a while. So really, really appreciate you having me on. Of course. Thank you so much, Kay. I loved talking to you. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your time in Mexico. You know, I'll be on Instagram liking every post <laughs> as usual. <laughs> I appreciate you and thank you so much for being here.
Of course. To stay connected, join Saddy Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more, and sign up for our monthly newsletter on SaddieBaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, Baddie. Thank you.